Gonna turn it up, please. Them Harlem nights. Gonna turn it up, please. I done fell in love with Party at the bodega. What up, everybody? This is your man, Benz Pharrell. We're thinking out loud. How's everybody doing today? I mean, how's everybody doing tonight? I hope everybody's out there getting their groove on, partying, got the liquor shots ready, got the, the, the Red Bull ready with the ice, you know, cups of ice, the brown liquor, the clear liquor, the Ciroc bottles, the Crown Royals, whatever that you be drinking on, the 1942, whatever it is. I don't know what it, what you be drinking, the goddamn Cavarcier, all the way to the doggone Hennessy, all the way to the doggone, what's the other drink called again? I forgot the name of it. Uh-uh. I don't know, man, whatever. But let's get to it. Democratic, all right? We on to the Democrats again. Police officials scorch lenient laws letting youth commit crimes. Stop making excuses for these kids. All right. A range of officials, including police, prosecutors, public defenders, and even some Democrats, question whether Maryland laws have enabled juvenile crimes after a state report showed an escalation in some violent offenses. A violent crime wave has shaken the old line state in recent years with youth carjackings and gun crimes skyrocketing. According to a Maryland Department of Juvenile Services report released on Tuesday, the State House Judiciary Committee held a virtual meeting on Wednesday hearing from state and local officials who debated whether the rise stemmed from Maryland laws. There is an issue with juvenile crime. If you are 12 or 13 years old, you may not recognize the consequences of your crime, but you certainly know what you're doing at 12 or 13 years old. Um, Delegate Karen Tolles, a Democrat, says, we need to stop making excuses for these children. They know exactly what they're doing. Police and prosecutors pointed to concerns about the Juvenile Justice Reform Act which prohibits children 13 and under from being charged with certain crimes, including car theft. They also criticized the Child Interrogation Protection Act, which prevents law enforcement from questioning children as suspects or witnesses without a parent and attorney's approval. All right. So while overall juvenile crime complaints decreased over the last decade, Youth carjackings nearly doubled from 2020 to 2023. All right. According to the Department of Juvenile Service report, handgun violations more than triple. Kids see no reason to stop committing crimes because we are giving them no reason not to, said Acting Prince George County Deputy Police Chief Zachary O'Lear. This is a source of increasing frustration for the law enforcement. All right, so in a time where staffing and resources are often limited, having to consistently rearrest the same juveniles for the same crimes is not an efficient use of resource. He continued, it also demonstrates that the services to those juveniles are not adequate to meet their needs. Maryland State Attorneys Association President Rich Gibson agreed. He said some laws have hindered law enforcement's ability to stop violent youth offenders. 
Some of our current laws inhibit our ability to successfully interact with our youth, Gibson said. If a crime clearly has occurred, we should allow our officers to take action, and it's frustrating to the community that we cannot. An 11-year-old, for example, in August was arrested in connection to more than a dozen stolen cars but hasn't been charged due to the laws, news sources reported. Relatives of a 12-year-old boy shot and killed in April told the Baltimore news sources that adults are recruiting children to commit crimes for them. Listen to me sounding like I'm from Baltimore, for real. Recruiting children to commit crimes for them, all right? Um, Adults, they're recruiting, like, relatives of theirs that's, like, 12 years old boys. You see what I'm saying? Like, you know... Yeah. But Maryland Department of Juvenile Services Secretary Vincent N. Sheraldi defended the state laws. He touted how violent juvenile crime complaints dropped nearly 17% over the last year and that youth represent only 7% of the state's overall arrests in 2021. I don't think that that's typical of what's happening with kids under 13, Mr. Sheraldi said. Data shows kids under 13 are doing better now than before the law changed. Just because we can't arrest them, just because we can't detain them, doesn't mean we can't help them, Shawadi stated. It's our intention to do as much as we can to put them on the right path. The committee plans to schedule several meetings on juvenile crime before the legislative session begins in January next year in 2024. All right, that's me getting into the politics of things. So you could, I'm breaking them down so you can understand, ladies and gentlemen. This is what I do. This is thinking out loud. See what I'm saying? You know, I'm helping you guys, um, you potential legislators, future legislators, go up there in the poll and change things. That's what I'm here for. You see what I'm saying? Because me. I didn't go to public school, so that makes me uneligible to be a representative or a state representative. I'm uneligible because I went to different schools. I went to private schools and stuff like that. I used to went to public schools, but I kept getting kicked out because I like to goddamn litigate. I like to argue. I like to tell the teachers you're wrong, you're an idiot. I don't know who let you be a teacher, but somebody fucked up and along the process. That's me. That was me when I was young. I didn't give a fuck. You see what I'm saying? Used to be a rapper, but rapping wasn't for me because my lyrics wasn't that that potent. And plus, the fact that I stopped rapping is because they want me to rap about, you know, illegal activities and me sliding on the ops and stuff. I don't do that, you know? If you fuck with me, then that's when I'm going to start fucking with you. But if you uh, don't fuck around, I won't fuck around neither. So... That makes me a, a diplomatic type of person, won't you say? Anyway, let's keep it moving. You know what I'm saying? Let me find me another goddamn story for you people. Oh, matter of fact, this track is about to end. Yeah. All right. You know, it's me, Benz Pharrell, and I'm a Virgo. This is my month. And plus, guess what? I like to emulate the characters from the Batman um, comic, DC comic and stuff. And there's times I work in the kitchen a lot. 
in my day, they used to call me Batman. That was my nickname. I was That was my nickname in various jobs that I had in the past. They call me the Dark Knight, Batman, all of that because of the way how I act and the way that I move and stuff. And they call me right now, the the, the name that I'm getting now is Two-Face because I got Bell's palsy. So now I'm getting I'm being called Two-Face now. See what I'm saying? I used to be called the Joker. I used to be called Michael Keaton. That's the Batman from 1992 and stuff. I used to be called all of those because my life evolves around the DC Cape Crusader because that's just how I am. And I talk a lot of shit at the same time. So, September 16th is officially Batman Day. On September 16th, the world celebrates the Gotham's Dark Knight. Los Angeles, do you have to go? Do you want to get nuts? Let's get nuts on Batman Day this Saturday. That's right. DC Comics has designated the third Saturday in September as Batman Day. On September 16th, fans of the Cape Crusader will gather everywhere to honor their favorite mass vigilante. And if you can't find Batman, don't worry. DC Comics will bring him to you all day. Fans will be treated to a selection of content available on various platforms, including Max and YouTube. On September 16th, fans around the world will gather for Batman Day, celebrating their love of DC's hallmark superhero, one of the most enduring characters in pop culture. To commemorate this annual tradition, DC and Warner Brothers Discovery are preparing an incredible selection of content and activities to make Batman Day 2023 an incredible experience worldwide, DC wrote in a press release. DC Comics first unveiled Batman in 1939 when the first Batman story, The Case of the Chemical Syndicate, was written by iconic comic writer Bill Finger and drawn by the then-gag cartoonist Bob Kane. The story was published in, De in Detective Comics issue number 27, hitting newsstands on March 30th, 1939. It wasn't until six months after the hero's debut in Detective Comics issue number 33 that fans were introduced to his tragic origin story in which a mugger had gunned down Bruce Wayne's parents. Since then, the character has gone through dozens of iterations with many actors playing the character and what many consider a rite of passage for Hollywood alumni. All right, so there you go. We're going to have that stuff. And matter of fact, as soon as I turn off this hot microphone that I'm speaking to, I'm going to get right to it anyway, because I am a goddamn super fan of the Batman. Yes, sir. Oh, yes, sir. Let's keep it moving. Speaking of um, juvenile offenders in Baltimore, we got a whole bunch of them right here in Harris County. We got this one right here, Harris County. 16-year-old arrested, charged with assault with a deadly weapon. Okay, so according to, I think I skipped something. Hold on. All right, let me see. This thing keep blanking out on me. That's what it is. Hold on. I don't know what's wrong with the internet, but it's, it's acting real funny. Something wrong with the internet. 
On September 13th, Harris County Constable Precinct 4 arrested a 16-year-old male juvenile and charged him with aggravated assault with a deadly weapon. You see, it's doing it again. Like, why is it doing this? According to the constable, Mark Herman, the incident occurred on the 2300 block of Penningale Way. He says a man called the authorities when he got off the bus and the 16-year-old suspect pointed a gun at him and threatened to kill him. After an investigation, the suspect described as a 16-year-old Hispanic male was identified and located shortly after. He was in a possession he was in possession of a loaded firearm when he was found. A juvenile was booked in Harris County Juvenile Detention Center. All right. I'm going to have to figure out what's wrong with this because it's keep doing it. Every time I scroll up and down, it's doing it back and back and back. That's not good. Something is wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to check this out. All right. I had, I, I had to switch up the internet. I had to switch the internet up, all right, because it was acting up. Two 13-year-olds charged. Remember, I was talking about how um, criminal activities are skyrocketing because of the um, juveniles. The 13s and 12 years old are committing these offenses now. Like I said, I got a couple of them for you because this whole segment, this whole um, episode is really about teenagers committing violent crimes. So two 13-year-olds charged with aggravated assault with a deadly weapon in Brazora County shooting. In the Brazora County shooting, Brazora County, Texas, on September 13th, around 5.50 p.m., a tragic incident unfolded in Brazora County when a 17-year-old juvenile victim was shot in the abdomen while behind the wheel of a vehicle. This tragic event occurred following weeks of verbal disputes. Thanks to a swift response by the Brazora County Sheriff deputies and emergency medical services, they were able to save the teen's life. Their rapid intervention played a pivotal role in the ensuring the victim receiving timely medical attention. All right. So they got to the kid real quickly. Uh, he didn't lose his life because he got shot in the abdomen. See, so that's a good thing because the more he bleeds out, the more he's going to, uh, the potential for him to pass away and die, you know. So it's a good thing that they responded. First responders respond. Uh, first responders got to him very quickly. That's a good thing. The efforts of the sheriff, the deputies, led to the apprehension of two suspects. Both are 13 years old. In close proximity to the scene of the incident, shockingly, both juveniles were found in possession of firearms. Subsequent evidence collection and investigation efforts led to the arrest of both suspects. All right. Both um, who now faces charges of aggravated assault with a deadly weapon. The Brazara County Sheriff's Office committed to safeguarding the community's well-being, especially that of its youth. Issued a statement urging parents, educators, and authority figures to engage in open and constructive conversations with the children under their care. Sheriff John Ramirez expressed his concern over the incident, stating, our primary goal is to protect and serve our community 
and incidents involving juveniles are especially disheartening. We call upon everyone to play a role in guiding our youth away from violence and towards more constructive means of resolving conflicts. All right? That last part, I might have to say that again because I need the legislators, the people that make laws and the people that are in Congress to hear this part again. All right? Especially the governor of New Mexico. She might need to listen to this right here. Let me repeat this again for you older people. It's not just for the juveniles this time. This is going to have to go abroad. All right? We call upon everyone to play a role in guiding our youth away from violence and towards more constructive means of resolving conflicts instead of pulling out guns and hurting each other. All right. I'm going to let that marinate for you people so you can understand. So when you're making legislation laws for these little gun laws that you just can't get right, you can think about this last sentence that I just read to you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to keep it moving. Yes, sir. We're going to keep it moving. All right. Los Angeles. Four suspects break into a South Los Angeles home. Uh, tie up the man inside. Los Angeles, an apparent home invasion robbery ends up with a suspect being shot by police and three others in handcuffs in the South, South Los Angeles area. All right. Uh, home invasion. All right. So the Los Angeles Police Department responded to a call near 32nd Street and Central Avenue around 1.45 p.m. The city's news sources reports the alleged robbery actually took place around noon when four people broke into an apartment and tied up a man inside. The man was able to untie himself, get out of the apartment, and then call 911, telling the suspects are still at his home. Two suspects were arrested immediately, and the third suspect, allegedly carrying a hammer, jumped out of the building toward the officer's direction. One of the officers at the scene ended up shooting at the suspects. The suspects who got shot was taken to the hospital. The fourth, su the fourth suspect was eventually arrested. The man who got tied up was not hurt in the wild sequence of events. That's fucking crazy, man. I, I know this Los Angeles is getting wild. Straight up. All right. This one. You might have to buckle your seatbelts for this story right here. It's egregious. <laughs> Let me pick a better word than that. This is a horrible story right here. A man who sexually assaulted girls he met on Instagram sentenced to 33 years. Santa Ana, California. A 25-year-old man was sentenced Friday to 33 years to life in prison for sexually assaulting several girls in Santa Ana in Anaheim. That's another place that he lured through Instagram with promises of money, alcohol, and drugs. Brian Padilla Gomez was convicted on August 24th of five counts of lewd or lascivious acts on a minor younger than 14 two counts of administering a drug and contacting a minor with the intent to commit commit a sex offense or felonies. Jurors did not reach verdicts on single felony counts, each of harmful matter sent to a minor with the intent of seduction. 
contacting a minor with the intent to commit a sex offense and lewd or lascivious acts on a minor younger than 14. Those charges were dismissed. One of the girls told the police on January 26, on 2022, she was assaulted by Mr. Padilla Gomez, whom she met online when she was only 13, according to a trial brief from Deputy District Attorney Christina Warden. The two chatted through Instagram in September 2021 and then agreed to meet in October 2021 to smoke marijuana, Ms. Warden says. He picked her up and later in the evening, he said he wanted to have sex with her, but she said no. Padilla Gomez started removing her clothes, but stopped when the panicky and crying girl pleaded with him to stop. Warden said she got out of the car. She got out. She got out of the car and went home. The two resumed chatting online again about her desire to run away from home, and he offered to come pick her up and give her alcohol and drugs. Padilla Gomez picked her up between two in the morning and three in the morning and took her to a CVS parking lot, where he gave her some marijuana and some alcohol. She felt as if she was falling in and out of sleep and does not remember much other than the defendant driving to an area across from the Santa Ana Zoo. The victim woke up the next morning, nude in the bedroom, and saw blood around her groin and bruising on her inner thigh, adding that the victim said she never had sex before. Mr. Padilla Gomez was also accused of sending video of himself having sex with the girl to one of her friends via Instagram, Warden stated. The victim does not appear to have given consent to do the video and it was sent to her friend as he attempted to persuade her to have sex with him. Mr. Padilla Gomez was accused of asking the other girl who was 14 years old to send him pictures of herself nude and offered to give her drugs for sex. Man, this guy is something else, ain't he? The first girl lured the defendant to a club in Santa Ana where police were waiting to arrest him. Um, Warden says, Miss Warden, the district attorney. Then Padilla Gomez admitted having sex with the girl in a parking structure and three more times in his apartment. All right. Padilla Gomez also admitted to police he tried to contact her friend to have sex as well and that he knew it was a mistake, but he did it anyway because he was lonely. Aww. Nah, fuck that, nigga. You going to jail, bitch. All right. A search of Padilla Gomez electronic devices also show him having conversations via Instagram with another girl. Um with other girls around the same age in which he attempted to trade money, alcohol, and drugs for sex. Right? So, he's like a serial um, guy. Like, he just keeps doing this shit. Uh, yeah, he's like a serial rapist. Damn near. So, Mr. Padilla Gomez was also accused of meeting two other girls at a park in Anaheim in October of 2021, Warden stated. One of the girls was just on the cusp of turning 13, the prosecutor says. He kissed the girl on the mouth multiple times despite her saying she was disgusted and did not want to be kissed. 
He took the girls to an apartment and drank alcohol. Warden said the 12 year old girl drank until she was blacking out and woke up with her pants unbuttoned and felt that he had sexually assaulted her with his fingers. Mr. Padilla Gormes later dropped the girls off at Main Place Mall in Santa Ana. The other girls, the other girl met up with him and another girl later on and he offered to pay them for oral sex, but they refused. All right, so this guy kept going. He's doing 33 years. His ass was just going crazy and stuff like that. He was manipulating them. That's exactly what he was doing. You see what I'm saying? Because uh, teenagers at the age of 12 or 13, especially little females, that's when they're the most vulnerable. They're going to war with their parents and stuff. So he took advantage of all of that. You know what I'm saying? This guy is 25 years old. Um, what's his name? Braham, uh, whatever his name is. Braham Padilla Gomez. You know? That shit is wild. And this whole segment was about young people running around the streets doing Lord knows what. You see what I'm saying? I dedicated this whole episode to these children. And I'm trying to give you, I'm opening the window to show you what the hell these kids be doing out there in the streets. Like, I have a homegirl. She's been my homegirl for more than a decade. You know what I'm saying? I'm pretty close to her. She has a teenage daughter. And then let me tell you what she do to help you other parents that don't know how to parent because parent don't come parenting doesn't come with a goddamn handbook so i'm gonna help you out a little bit you know what my homegirl does she check her daughter's cell phone every now and then just to make sure she's not up to no good see what i'm saying so you need to do that too parents because cell phone is the major heartbeat, the heartline, lifeline of a fucking teenager, all right? So you make sure you check the goddamn cell phone. You will know if she's erasing something or he's erasing something or if they're doing something suspicious. You will know. And then if you want to punish a teenager, you take away their cell phone. That's what you do, right, ladies and gentlemen? And that's what you have to do. You take away all electronic devices, iPads, cell phones, television, video games, just take it all away. And they're going to act right, I promise you. You just take that away. You don't even have to beat these kids up no more. You just take it away. And if your kids want to act belligerent and start breaking things and stuff for that matter, you kick their ass out. And it will. that's when they're going to find out. I know that's harsh love and some mothers don't like that. But listen to me, listen. You kick their ass out of the house and they're going to find out swiftly how hard it is out there, all right? And they're going to be at your doorstep like a little puppy screaming to get back inside of the house, I promise you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm, I will never lie to you, all right? Don't let these kids um, make you miserable, all right? You brought them into this motherfucker, all right? You allowed them to breathe life. Why would you stress over these little assholes? You don't have to go through this, all right? Fuck that shit. You know what I mean? You show them some tough love. If they feel like they know everything, you kick their little dumb ass out the house. All right? I'm telling you, about, give them about 10 minutes. They're going to be like, man, I got to come up now. I'm sorry, mama. I ain't mean to talk like that. You see what I'm saying? You, and then take away their cell phones. Taking away their cell phones will get them to act right. I promise you that much. But guess what? 
ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to cut this apple pie short and sweet. I have to do it because I don't have time to be just giving you storytelling you all day long. I ain't got time to be doing that. I got other things to be doing. I enjoy doing this and shit. You see what I'm saying? But I ain't got time to be just looking for some more stories and back to back to back to back. All right. Uh, maybe tomorrow I'm going to go real hard and freaking give you back to back. I don't know if I could do it tomorrow, to be honest with you. I'm going to try. But one of these, the next, on the next oncoming days, I'm going to have to do some hard work where I give you like multiple episodes because uh, in a week, I don't want to tell my business on the microphone. But real soon, I'm going to have to be doing a lot of goddamn um traveling and stuff like that and i'm gonna just give you as much episodes that i can to uh compensate for the days that i'm not giving you no episodes you get what i'm saying so this is your man ben's pharrell with thinking out loud subscribe to my youtube channel which is box benji that is b-o-x b-e-n-j-i b as in bob ladies and gentlemen B as in Bob, all right? B-O-X-B-E-N-J-I. That's the same name that you can use to follow me on Instagram as well as TikTok. You just type it in the search engine, Box Benji. That is B-O-X-B-E-N-J-I. And you will find your man there, all right? Okay. These social media accounts, some of them like to give me trouble time to time. They like to harass me. Oh, you're violating community guidelines. You can't post that and stuff like that. But I'd be like, uh, excuse me, this video that I'm posting, I found it in your network. So why are you getting on my ass about it? You know why they're getting on my ass, ladies and gentlemen? Because I'm getting a lot of traffic on my fucking profile, all right? And they don't like that. They're like, man, who is this guy, man? Fuck this guy. But anyway, this is Thinking Out Loud. I'm going to holler at you later with another segment, hopefully, and we will have some stories, more chibachery stories just for you. Peace.